Good evening, podcast fans. It's uh, Do You Expect Us to Talk? And I am not the host, but I am one of them. It's um, it's Chris, and joining us as ever is uh, David and Rebecca. Good evening, mm. folks. And also, uh, a very special guest, Charlie Brigden. Hello. Okay, so uh, this is a, another uh, charity Sorry, I blanked there. Sorry, this is another charity uh, commentary. Uh, so, what uh, charity are we give it to this time? Okay, well, we cured cancer just before Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we can cure mental illness too. So we're going to cure. We're going to cure uh, mental illness, if that's the right term for it. I think. I don't think that's the right term for there it. There has though. been there has been a, uh, a a donation made on our behalf to Mind, the mental health charity. Um, so at least two of us are going to feel a lot better by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it happens instantaneously, doesn't it? It just, like, <laughs> just spreads out like a wave across the world. Everyone's going like, ah. Um, the person in question who donated lost a, a very good friend uh, to an unrelated, uh, an unrelated accident or illness, but this person throughout their entire life had been suicide attempts, severe depression, etc., etc. Um and it's, of course, quite close to a couple of our hearts as well. So, yeah, mind tonight. So, uh, the film in question uh, is the John Landis classic, Coming to America. Not yeah. the... We've, not, <laughs> yeah, not, we've not gone with crazy people starring Dudley Moore. <laughs> <laughs> well, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. <laughs> Something, a nice sensitive like look. <laughs> Misery. <laughs> Other films involving mental health involving, issues involving fucking fruitcakes are available. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, tonight is the John. You're right, the John Landis classic, Coming to America, part of the Trading Places cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, they should have done a third one, shouldn't they? Just like randomly. But anyway, um, so as it's getting late, let's just crack on with it, shall we? So, Alrighty uh, then. Right, so as ever, on three, I'll press play, and we're all on 000, zero, zero pop Rebecca was on 001. Zero, 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 0001, I couldn't yeah. get it the way It's back. fine. Okay, so ready? Go. One, two, and three. There we are, we're starting, we're playing, let's go. Let's watch um, Eddie Murphy back when he was good. His career's down the drain. Is it down the drain, though, or is it just... I don't know. In stagnation. He needs to have, like, a reconnaissance. Matthew McConaughey-style reconnaissance of his career. He did. It was called Bowfinger. Yeah, but what has he done which since is in it, Which is in itself... Dustin I mean, Fessel was kind of like a renaissance. Really? Was it 20 years ago? Oh, my God. Oh, Bowfinger will be 20 years next year. It was 99. Jesus. I thought this was incredible at the time. Look, they've gone right through the logo. <laughs> Fun fact, folks. There you go through the logo on this one. So what are our favourite John Landis films, then? Uh, thing is, you can't pin him, I was going to say, you can't pin him down to one thing. An American no. Werewolf in London sprung to mind, because I think that's the one film he's done that's utter genius. Mm. But if I had to put one in the player at any given time, I reckon Trading Places would be really high up the list. I would probably say Trading Places as well. Mm. Mm. Something else he's done. He obviously, obviously there's this. Well, he, uh, did, um, he did the Blues Brothers, didn't he? He did the Blues, oh, yeah, blues yeah. Brothers. Animal House. Great. 
Animal House. I'm I'm less in love with Animal House than a lot of people. I've I don't dislike it. it. It just never really. Um, I don't know. It's all right. He did he did a film called Schlock. That was his first film, which he did yeah. um, with uh, Rick Baker as well. He did Kentucky Fried Movie, which had yeah. quite an effect on me when I accidentally saw some of it when I was about six. Accidentally oh, saw great. some of it because it's and, got a bit um, of filth in it. Parts of Amazon Women on the Moon as well. Yeah. Um, um, and he did part of Twilight Zone, the movie, yes, um, which good. should have ended his career, but didn't. Yeah. Luckily, thanks. Luckily for him, it didn't. Oh, is tw- why is that where that accident happened? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where he he did some naughty things that he shouldn't have done. That ended up in the death of uh, two Vietnamese children. Yeah. So that's a, that's a that's a fun, fun note fact. To start that's a fun uh, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of yeah. I'm reminding anyway. you of I'm reminding you, listeners, of the impugning of John Landis's reputation is, may I remind you, all for charity. <laughs> charity. <laughs> but well, yeah. Yeah, well, to be fair, Charlie, <laughs> he's done worse things. He gave birth to Max Landis, so uh, did he? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. not not actually gave birth, but you know. What I mean. But uh, yeah, I'd still go with uh, American Wealth as his uh, his greatest and thriller. Yeah, the Michael, Jackson, the Michael video. Jackson video thriller, yes. Oh, yes, of course he did. That's a fun fact. <laughs> so this one is actually quite fun, though. I always like enjoy watching That's it. Children, it was called a high five. Yeah. This guy's the most multi talented servant. <laughs> he really is. He does everything. <laughs> you see, yeah, he can sort of. He can conduct, sort of perk and conduct and sing. He's amazing. He can come really loudly. Yeah. Of course, if if he wasn't single, if Akeem did have a wife, would they still be all doing this? Because it, <laughs> really it, it would preclude a bit of a morning chat, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, the royal, the royal penis would be cleaning after that. Either that, or it's possible that the sound of those sort of violins would be a bit muffled. (laughs) Nice soothing music after you're having this off. Yeah, all blocked out by a thigh. (laughs) Most people just put a CD on to create some mood. (laughs) He's got a fucking orchestra. (laughs) Mood music. Getting dressed just to go and have his dick washed. Might as well just. <laughs> and also, his servants aren't wearing any clothes. Any clothes? Any they shoes. are. They are. <laughs> they're wearing clothes. They are, but they're not wearing any shoes. You can imagine this being so tedious, though, like having to do this every day. Oh, yeah. Imagine that having your dick rubbed every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just hate that, wouldn't you? <laughs> 21st, bloody hell. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's about, what, 36? He's a, yeah, he's actually not 21 in this film. Shit. Actually, you no, know, it's 30 years ago. He'd have been about 26, so late yeah. 20s. Ooh. Sorry, I'm just going to be quiet what? now. Ooh. Becca's just seen boobs. I, I can't say anything currently. There's boobs on screen. Yeah. She's not washing him that thoroughly, is she? Although we think most of the work was going on <laughs> under the waterline. She she must hold her breath for oh. so long. Um, 
Why do you think it's Dick's an extensive process of cleaning? Well, I don't know. I mean, he didn't clean his teeth that properly, did he? That's not very thorough, is it? No. no. Good brush, and you're done. Mm. And I like the fact it's all different people for that as well. That person is just employed to do that bit. That and this <laughs> person is just employed to do just that. Just employed bit. to do that part. Yeah. Well, good, good job if you get it. <laughs> What's your job description? Ah, oh, the royal. <laughs> What sort of continuing professional development do you think you would request at your appraisal? Um, we could progress from being the royal bum wiper to going to, body. To one who does the post-white polish. Yes, that's the one. Oh, right. well, that's just a perk of the job. Yeah. Oh, I turn the volume down. It tells you who they are. Yeah, this this guy's played by Darth Vader. And Mufasa. And Mufasa. Yeah, I did think about that when he was having his dick washed earlier, a minute ago. I was thinking... Is that why Simba sang, I just can't wait to be king? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> what was she in as well? The one who plays his wife. I've seen her in something else as well. Uh, she, she was, um, well, she was the, the captain in, uh, in Star Trek IV, the, uh, the Saratoga captain. Oh. That would be what it is. First female captain in Star Trek Mad Sinclair. Yeah. yeah. Died very fun, young. That's a fun fact. Died at 57. Yeah. Quite sad. Yeah. Captain, actually, Captain Silver LaForge. From the next Geordie. generation, not from... Oh, okay. And, and she was actually in Lion King as well. Is she, like, Mufasa's uh, wife as well? I was going to say, she, I'm sure she... Sarabi, I haven't seen her. Probably. 57, bloody hell. That's fun, folks. That's fun. <laughs> fun. That is a fun fact. Leukemia. Oh, that's fun. She was the Saratoga captain. Yeah, I wasn't arguing with you, Charlie, but she was in the next generation oh, yeah. as well. That's yeah. mm. what I meant. Um, she was in Roots. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is probably from the Star Trek series I'm thinking of her. See, all the romance of the story that's coming up is slightly undermined by the fact that, like, they're a happily married couple, but he's still delighted that, like, the cle- he has sex with his washers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just imagine the epilogue to this story being a very, very furious American woman finding that out for the first time. Like, Damn it. You, you get washed by who? <laughs> He just put like a, a few uh, servants out of the job now. No, 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 yeah. You should not have to walk on rose petals every morning. Oh, out of a job. Back on the doll. Enjoy the. <laughs> First time this week. Back in the You know, he does do a good job of establishing like boredom and like wanting to like be his own himself and look for his own wife and stuff like that well I think we can all kind of empathise with that can't we, yeah. I, I'd like to marry someone I like oh, no but he's, he, he, <laughs> he, do, he does 
seeing someone who's just like really bored and just like kind of just like, yeah. I just want to just it's got to be more than this. Well, I mean, he barely uses his own hands for anything, does he? I mean, he doesn't even wipe his own... He doesn't even clean his own teeth or wipe his own nuts. I always think he's like... It always looks... When you look at it a bit quickly, it kind of looks like he's wearing sort of cheese and crackers around his neck. I just wonder. Yeah, I, I think that looks a bit like a biscuit or biscuits. something. Yeah, it's a bit Jacob's, isn't it? It is a little bit Jacob's cracker. Or wrapped in gold foil with a uh, few chilies attached to it. So, I wonder if our listener Ken Mirza has discovered Jacob's Crackers yet on his quest through English biscuits. Uh, bourbons are the only English biscuit. Don't listen, Ken. <laughs> this is all. This is all propaganda. We're They're making shit up. Elsewhere. Crackers are for like cheese or pate. They're not. They're not to be compared to the mighty bourbon, and they're no. not biscuits. They're crackers. The only the only biscuit sold commercially in this country is the bourbon. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Do you think oh, uh, Eddie Murphy's going to make another funny film? Or Jack and the Dinosaur? I'm hearing. I'm, at the I'm, top of the show. His career is basically in the doldrums at the moment. So I don't of, know. There's still talk of Beverly Hills. Uh, Cop oh God. Um, really? But I, I they also I was reading about a sequel to this. That'll be interesting. It was, announced, seen... it was announced in October. There's going to get us. There's going to be a sequel this year. After all this time. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen the pilot for the TV series they did? No. Uh, what? No. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. No, yeah, Come to yeah. America. Oh no, no, I didn't. Yeah. Is it any good or not? I, have, I haven't seen it, but I was reading about it recently um, as research. And. As research. Um, yeah, apparently it's absolutely, absolutely terrible. But it was aired. Um, that's what John Landis did the third Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. But there is talk of John I do wonder if... Um, if but there was a TV series of that as well. Yeah, yeah. there was a pilot and it never got picked yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I would be interested to see what that would be like. It was meant to be like his son and, he, and that's yeah. also like the police chief. I watched Beverly Hills Cop last week. It's still really good, but um, was I, that Eddie Murphy it, doing that stunt? Should have been. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> there he is on screen. What more proof do you want? <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, I watched Beverly Hills Cop again, right? And the plot, it really is neither here nor there. This asshole who comes to see him gets murdered. So what? Yeah. But it's still a really good film. But it should have been one film. Simple as that. There's, there really isn't a cinematic universe there, or a run of them. There just isn't, not really. I think it's just like spending time with the character, though. So I think he's re- he's, a, he's a really, really good character, even though it's by accident. It's basically by Eddie, it's, yeah, it's basically Eddie Murphy, though. Is there any yeah. real great difference to his character in Forty Eight Hours or whatever? I, I don't know. I guess it's it's a it's a good sort of. I did have like some a cop that was like uh, a young kid who came from like almost like a life of crime and chose to to, to be a cop and and has and then he's actually really good at his job uh, as well as being well, a loudmouth. Yeah, the thing that made I mean it was a, another fish out of water film, which I mean yeah, in the eighties they were a dime a dozen. I mean especially when Star Trek was doing them. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's what made him special that. Obviously, 
he is like the street half kind of almost a criminal as well as a cop type thing yeah. coming from that and then coming down. That's why so. I, I, I mean that works for trading places as well. Yeah, in, in duplicate. So I, I'm not knocking it. I think Beverly Hills Cop's a really really great film. I'm just saying that I don't mm. I don't see it as really. I didn't. I, I finished it, and and the other two films were on now as well. And I just looked at it and thought, I don't really need to watch the other two. Yeah, you know, it's it's one film, and actually, in its details, that film isn't that special in terms of its plot or anything. But it's just a really, really great performance with good people surrounding him. I mean, yeah. he pretty much ablibbed the, the the script anyway, because like it was like a bare bones plot. Because it had it was it was meant to be for Stallone and it was yeah and uh, and then so he left and did Cobra basically took like all the set pieces and ideas for that and made Cobra and then it was just left with like the basic premise our like blueprint of of the story hired Eddie Murphy and he just like uplived pretty much most of it so yeah. oh dear this all feels a bit over the top yeah oh really. Wonder what yeah, I, 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 any woman I've ever met, they never sent that in front of her. <laughs> I think I think one one of the films. Well, it did get a sequel, but I think could have done well with uh, more films. Was Forty Eight Hours? I love the um, first one. I've never seen fir- another Forty Eight Hours. Actually, it's it's not great. Um, it's it kind of the same sort of premise, only the roles reversed. Mm. Well, Nolte's um, in prison in that one, is he? I don't know if he, I don't think he's in prison, but he's kind of, if I remember correctly, he's down on his luck or something like that. Okay. And I remember he was interviewed Eddie Murphy around the time of Boomerang, and I've told half this story before, but couldn't remember the films and whatever. Mm. But he was interviewed around the time of Boomerang, and he, he hadn't made a film for a couple of years, and he said, "I did make a couple of shitty movies," and the two movies he was referring to were for another forty-eight hours and a rate and a um, Harlem Nights. Yeah. Those those were the two films he was really kind of embarrassed by. Since then, he's made far worse. But um, it's hard. Uh, that... he directed it. It was like it was one of his passion projects, wasn't it? it just yeah, I never saw. It. I mean, so Ed, really oh, to do. Richard Pryor's in that, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the giveaway because he's a huge Richard Pryor fan. Well, you can tell by his stand-up, but he's Richard Pryor. Yes. I wonder if, if he, does, he does. He does. One of those women is a dude. One of his sets, he did a. Uh, I can't remember if it was Raw Delirious. I think it was Raw. He was talking about how he always wanted to be Richard Pryor, but he hadn't done anything what? in his life. So, but <laughs> yeah. so, so all he could talk about was like taking the shit or something like that. <laughs> he does this whole like impression of Richard Pryor doing a comedy skit about taking a shit, and it's still <laughs> funny as fucking it. That's really good. And this is this is a tough bit of casting. She got to cast someone who's beautiful enough to be like chosen for a future king, but like not so hot that when he goes, nah, you don't, you don't go. What? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and you've also got to pull off this really with lovely that, gold dress. With that cracking entrance as well. She's It's all a bit of a isn't it? Chris, when are you going on Britain's Got Talent? Why? Uh, never. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Completely free. Free from infection. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> to use it, you're discretion. I do discretion. 
Uh, Your direction. That's the phrase that always like get piques my interest on dating sites. <laughs> Complete <laughs> disease free. <laughs> no, no, the uh, I can be used to your description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a high note. Dear, dear. Oh, and I like a glass of wine. Somebody. <laughs> 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 I never really noticed that until I've seen them written up as subtitles. I realise how funny the lyrics to that song are. It's actually quite amusing. <laughs> I'm not sure about the cat and drink over What the fuck's he got? Mm. Like, what's that crown he's wearing? Hey. <laughs> um, very strange. Yeah, the, the, the king. It's very it, just, crown. it just looks like Someone, it was made. It. He was taken. He was taken for a happy meal earlier in the day. <laughs> Yeah, it's more Burger King sort of branding. This royal garb is literally just things wrapped around gold, you know, wrapped around gold wrapping paper or something. That's something you like make it like in primary school, wasn't it? (laughs) Hang on a minute, I want to see what the budget of this was. Thirty-nine million. That's fairly sizable for its time for a comedy, anyway. I I think a lot of it went on her dress. A lot of it would have gone on his salary. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was Eddie Murphy being paid. Mm. And James L. Jones. This has only got 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. I think, it, I think it's always deemed as like the lesser film because of Trading Places. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know, but Trading Places is one of the greatest comedies ever made. Mm. All time. Even better than Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and what women want. <laughs> and Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> Worst comedy of all time. Or what about um, Freddie Got Fingered? That is possibly the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it probably might be the worst film I've ever seen. Um, what, mind you, Juice Bigelow, male Gigolo, as crap as it was, the bit where she fell asleep throwing the bowling ball was funny as a pratfall. I have not seen it. He went. He went on a date with a narcoleptic. <laughs> it's not a funny film. I'm only laughing at this bit because they go to like a bowling alley, and she sort of throws the ball and falls asleep and sort of. Oh. Just <laughs> I think it's in the trailer. That bit's quite funny, but the, the film itself's terrible. As you'd expect, it's Rob Schneider. Yeah, what happened to him? I don't know. Presumably, they don't fund his shit anymore. No, they put it with crap. I love the fact that like the kings walked in and gone, well, that, that, this is clearly going well. <laughs> uh, I've never even noticed that crown. crown. Now it looks like he's got it from a Burger King. He just and lots, things on and it. lots of lots of people have sort of put their gum on it. <laughs> yeah, so got, it they, just as their burger arrived, they were chewing gum, so they just went, do you mind if I just... Stick your gum there. It's, it's just like like hand it around at kindergarten and the butcher kids just gone mad with Pritt stick and just put whatever they want on it. Mm. I always remember this shot because this is like being on holiday. Not so much the zebra, oh, zebra. running across. <laughs> but when you when you go to like, I don't know, somewhere nice for a summer holiday uh, or something, you get those, you walk, go for really a walk. Really warm climate and just nice yeah. stroll through like. It's lovely. I remember going on holiday to Mexico one time and then the hotel grounds were looked a bit like this. Obviously, minus the animals. And the, and the Burger King hat. And the Burger King hat and the tower in the background. You, or did you wear one of those? <laughs> no, I didn't. 
Um, apparently, Rob Schneider is one of those anti-vaccine morons. Oh God! Yeah, he needs to stay it away. It really doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've, uh, uh, did he? Was it Roger Ebert? He had a spat with. God, who cares? Probably, yeah. He, he said something. Somebody called his. Um, yeah. Somebody had a go at his film, and he started. He fired back with that this guy wasn't qualified to um, comment, and so um, as a journalist or whatever. And Roger Ebert came back with something like, you know, I'm a Pulitzer Wise Prooper, Pulitzer Prize winner, and your movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so your argument it, is invalid. It, 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 it is a dumb thing. Of all things to say to any fucking uh, critic, to so Roger Ebert to say, who, like, you're, you're not in, you're not qualified to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Goldstein, it was, who was the uh, the head of the um, film, film critic for the uh, LA Times. And then once Rob Schneider, yeah, Rob Schneider took out, put an ad in the LA Times saying that he was unqualified because he'd never won the Pulitzer Prize. Um, that was it. And then Ebert came in. And then basically said, uh, said that this guy had won loads of stuff. Yes. Um, and by and the way, it, I have one. Yeah. And, and your movie sucks. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, it, it's just a dumb thing to say because every day a review is an opinion. So like, I know, but the other thing is, right, This the, they were arguing over Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Right? <laughs> that's got nine. That's got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not the film to go to bat over. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he probably was really proud of it. I'm sure yeah. he is. Um you should see how proud my son is when he just takes a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but his last shit uh, got 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very, <laughs> very popular in certain parts of America, that shit was. So they're off to Queens. See? Queens. Queens. Fly a queen. They're, they're, flying they on some stock, they're, they're flying on some stock footage of a, of a Concorde. Is that Concord? It's stock footage of a Concord, yeah. Yeah, it is stock footage of Concord. You tell it it's stock footage because. Do you know standard. anybody who's flown Concord? I well, they, they took them out of service in two thousand and three. They did. Uh, Terry Ramble about... sometimes rambles about it on Facebook. There is a um, uh, I know Branson wants to put a new a new version of it in service by about the next eight years, something like that. Paid by the NHS, presumably. Yeah, presumably. Thanks for um, that. I'll spend that on a plane. Yes. <laughs> you mean Richard Branson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't mean Bra- I didn't mean Branson Pickles, did I? <laughs> I misheard you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Procter and Gamble want to build one. I've got some new earphones. I do apologise. Cross and Blackwell. Gonna, gonna start yeah. making cars. <laughs> no, I've got some new earphones. Sorry, I misheard you. There was an article yesterday. There's a picture on there of, of a plane. I don't know if it's literally one of the Concords. Hi. Uh, well, there, there, there is one in uh, in uh, an Airfield in Bristol near me, okay. and I used to go to a college in Filton, so I used to walk past it. Yeah. Um, Did you feel really speedy when you overtook it? <laughs> Fuck me. Make a nice sonic switch. <laughs> yeah, they think they're gonna the replacement will do London to New York in three hours fifteen. But, I mean, none of us would have ever gone on Concord. It's about two grand a ticket each way, wasn't it? No, it was very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. 
And plus also, I do like the travel anyway. I do like to sort of just, just sit and chill out on, on, on journey. But Yeah, it's quite relaxed. Here we go with the, the stereotypical 1980s. Uh, we're in an Project. urban area. So it's, uh, again, it's like Star Trek. Star Trek had this kind of music when... Uh, it, well, yeah, it's a little bit. It's very much of that era, isn't it, of that time. So, Laura Rogers. Legendary. All of a sudden you hear, oh, freak out. <laughs> so she freak out. I mean, I love the, the idea that, he, like... He's coming to some retro festival. In, I mean, if you, decide to, if you decide to go to Queen's, fair enough. But... There's clearly been no research on wearing queens at all. No. They've just literally pulled up in the middle of a street. It might not be, no. Might not be queens. Well, it's likely to be queens, but which bit? What, well, no, exactly. Like, which part of queens, precisely? And he's wearing all his best, like, crackers and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he must feel quite vulnerable. I just love how enthusiastic he is about like, everything. It's like, this is great! Yeah. <laughs> shop. This Mad film would shop. only be about like 60% as good as it is without these barbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a young kid. I was going to say, recognise the man in the chair. Yes, there he is. Very early role. And that's a white guy blacked up there, but I can't think who it is. I think I said Clint Howard last time we talked. It's definitely not Clint Howard. I think Howard. it probably might be. But actually. it is. It's not Clint Howard. He's, the voice is all wrong. But it's not um, Hall. What playing the little? No, not no, not not, no. not that. That is Eddie Murphy as a white guy. Yeah. But the guy sat opposite him is a white guy blacked up. And I thought it was a. Oh, it was a reasonably well-known actor, but I'm not sure. It's got this is what I think. If anyone Murphy will come back, you know, for his movie career, think, this is what he needs Cuba, to do. Do you think Cuba Gooding would be really upset by that haircut when he leaves and finds nothing's been cut off it at all? He's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit cut and charged thirty dollars for the privilege. Yeah, Clint Smith. Clint, I knew it was Clint something. Clint something. Clint Smith, Clint Smith. I don't think he's, he looks black there. No, he looks black there, doesn't he? He's even blacker here. Maybe it was too, maybe yeah. too grey wig they put on him, I don't know. Cool. Hasn't acted since the firm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, excuse me, sorry. And he was in 48 See, normally when you get someone naive, you try and sell everything to them as amazing. But, like, everyone's going, yes, yeah, this is a shit tip. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I think everyone's just accustomed to it in this area, though, aren't they? It's like, yeah, it's shit, who cares? Dead air. 
Got to love a bit of dead air though, haven't you? Just we a little just bit. Sit, we sit there and just not say anything. We were, just, we, were, we were enjoying that, Chris. I think we were watching the film. Yeah. <laughs> in it. Right, what fun facts can we come up with? Akeem's apartment is meant to be on Queens, but it's actually located in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, South Fifth Street, and Hooper. Yeah, so I, how about that? Yeah, I just looked up because it said Hooper Street. I was like, oh shit, where's that? Yeah, see, what did I say? It might not actually be in Queens. It's the less, it's the lesser known accompanying street to Smokey and the Bandit Street because no one's heard of Hooper. No. Hooper's a great film. Oh, no. That's another one I've not seen. Oh. Yeah. We promoted it last time. Burt Reynolds and John Michael Vincent. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've still got to see it. That's the stuntman. We were talking about what the Cannibal Run doing? as well, you see, weren't we? we talked about mm. that. Yeah, see, I remember that. We're still singing the theme tune. So you can't even remember the bit. We can't. Not only have people not seen it, but you can give it equal amount of airtime talking about it, and people forget the existence of it in the conversation. This film's destined to fail. Hey, fuck hey, you! Yes, yes, fuck you too. <laughs> General Mark is dead. Yeah. That's from a different film, but never mind. So he's he's off out to find a wife now. So this should be all right. Because you normally find him quite quickly. That's fine. <laughs> He's got a month as well. He's got a month to do it. Yeah. Quite a nice tie. Oh, wow. That's a very John Landis joke, actually. That's yeah. not unlike the dog going up and pissing on Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> Why would you sell it to them? <laughs> It's like of all the people to try and sell that to. They did, probably just didn't realise they just left it there, didn't they? Mm. Oh, cool, free stuff. <laughs> so I think we're supposed to find that really funny, but I don't actually think that looks that ridiculous for its era. <laughs> Maybe the badges. Yeah, yeah, the giant badge. Yeah, it's quite a big badge. New York, New York. So good, they named it twice. Uh, here we go. Here it comes. Great silence for Soul Glow. <laughs> this is like the best advert ever. Bubble perm. Oh, look at that. I'm trying to stay quiet so anyone watching along with us can sort of like enjoy the oh, thought. The, no. Either put the music on or imagine it in their head. They've both got the same hair. They have. I know. Hairdos. But there's a bit of chemistry between them. I do believe after they filmed that, after, after they got their freak on. Was it due to the soul glow? Possibly. You're just jealous because you can't have hair like that. I could have hair like that if I went and bought a jerry curl or something. <laughs> I don't think it would suit me. Where are their asses? I love this fucking. Where are their asses? Where are their asses? Yeah. There's some truth to that, though. Because I've known people of an older generation who were a tiny bit racist but didn't want to admit it. No. And if you ever talked about Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, or whatever, they would talk about how Marciano was unbeaten. And it's like, yeah, but by any objective measure apart from his record, he actually wasn't that amazing. A lot of bigger and better heavyweights yeah. than him. 
I love that, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra oh, it's Joe Lewis. <laughs> Joe Lewis, 137 years old. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Who's next? Keep going yourself. Ah, oh. oh, fun fact, folks. That's all glow. So soul glow is quality. So that's a tip. You just have to put <laughs> uh, berry juices in your hair to get really nice. Wash your hair in Robinsons. Juice and berries. <laughs> in ocean spray. The official non-alcoholic drink oh, yeah? during talk. What? That's a ripple. That's standard Eddie Murphy cut. Yeah, he's... He's he, he looks the same throughout all his films. He does. It, sometimes he's got his hair a bit shorter than that. Well, sometimes it might be a bit shorter. Like in Beverly Hills Cop, maybe it's a bit shorter. Maybe sometimes he might not be spotting a moustache. Now, that is, that is 80s clubbing guard. <laughs> That's very 80s. That guy who just walked behind him looks a bit like O.J. Simpson. He did a little bit. I wondered if it was. Yeah, the guy in the shiny, shiny shirt on the left hand side. Oh god, yeah, uh, very shiny. Uh, right behind him, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit dodgy. Oh hi. He sings the song as well. I got it, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy did make two or three albums. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I worship the devil. Sorry. Just got a lot of them jumpers though. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. To be honest, with a woman like that, I reckon I could go quite long. Go the distance. <laughs> yeah. Go the distance. She's worth it. Oh, God. Oh, twinsies. Oh, I thought you meant it had cut to the next woman by then. No. And her, t- and her tits were prominently on display and you went, oh, twinsies. No, actually, I'll go. I'll just zip ahead. Hold on. Beep. I zipped ahead. I, I don't think these are the sort of people you would. The woman who thinks she was Joan of Arc in a formal oh, life, I can't see it in a club. I've only just tweaked. This is several nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're wearing they're... different stuff. I've never yeah. noticed that before. I thought this was one yeah. evening. They've only got a month and they've just pissed away about it. They've been through all the ladies. <laughs> this woman's going places, but she's too busy talking Sonia about Hall. it. That's a dude. A Sonia Hall. Mm. I was going to say. <laughs> That's him and Dry. <laughs> Just, I, I don't. I mean, if you've got a month to find your bride, do you think you would even? And it's a bit longer as well. As soon as they walk over, you'd be like, "This, this isn't the one, is it?" I, you haven't got time to go. Let's see how this goes. No. <laughs> well, she looks mental, and I'm not remotely attracted to her. But let's see how it goes. <laughs> but let's give it a go. She looks a bit mannish, but all right. <laughs> a bit mannish. In fact, she looks like 
one of my best friends. And... <laughs> 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 it's like, you two sisters, like. <laughs> Library, good women in there. And at church. Now, when I thought about this line earlier, I thought about that extras episode where Ricky Gervais talked up, turned up at like a Bible discussion group in in his like Saturday Night Fever suit. Who's typing? It's really loud. Sorry, me. Sorry. Uh, black Awareness Week. Black Awareness Week. Now we have Black History Month. Well, I, Black Awareness. It's the word awareness, isn't it? Awareness, yeah. Like, oh! Right, yeah. <laughs> you have to be aware. Is this Eddie Murphy or is this Cena Hall? I'm not sure it's either of them. Yeah, it's definitely one of them. Which got to be. I think it's the Cena Hall. I it? think it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Reverend Brown. Oh, yeah, because be- yeah, Eddie Murphy comes on as sexual chocolate, doesn't he? It's one of the yeah. best disguises in the film, then, because it kind of doesn't look like him. No. Apparently these are the best women queens have one and we can go home. All of this, like, I want to meet someone who can stimulate my mind as well as my loins, and it comes down to pick one, fucking hell. Well, well, he just wants to, like, get off because he, he, you know, he doesn't want to be here he anyway, so he's like, oh, go on, just find someone. It's actually quite late into the film we see, like, Lisa in that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, like, got a good, like, Hour and twenty minutes, haven't we? What are we in? A minute. Yeah, it's about, about forty minutes. Yeah, it's about two hour, about nearly two hour film. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise it was that long. Um, yeah, I mean, people talk like that's a modern phenomenon with like um, Judd Apatow and stuff, but like John Landis films were fairly long always. Apart from American Wealth in London, which is zips along, and I think is about one forty. There's no fat on that film at all. No. You've both seen it? Oh, American Werewolf, yeah. Yeah, you are. Becca? It's on my to-watch list. Yeah, I didn't think you would have. Sorry. Apologies? (laughs) Why? I feel bad. Why? Why? It's one of those things that you should have seen and haven't got around to it. Oh, there's some of the shit I should see and I've not. We've all got them, but uh, not only that, horror's not really your genre, so I was expecting you to say that. Horror's not really my genre, but American Werewolf in London's absolute genius. And it's it's the best melding of... Because you you get a lot of, like, horror comedies, if you like. Mm. Like Shaun of the Dead or something like that, where... Oh, exactly. Where they are comedy films. They're just overlaid with, like, horror. That's the rom-com. But... American Werewolf in London is a comedy horror, but it is completely effective as a flat-out horror film. Mm-hmm. It, it just it balances those two elements. It's more of a body better. horror as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it com- balances those two elements better than any film I can think of. The, the comedy is a, bit, a lot more naturalistic, and it doesn't feel like it's and kind it's, of it's kind of black comedy as well. Played for well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like sort of laughing at the. the that gallows humour kind of thing. It's like just yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. He's talking, you know, he's talking to his decomposing brother or friend, actually, not brother. So just the fact they look a bit alike, I always think their brothers are not. Mm. Um, and just the bar. I mean, I, I, funny enough, it's it's stereotypically a bit like Yorkshire or something. But um, 
I've experienced it in Cheltenham years ago. Cheltenham! Cheltenham. Years ago. I went in I went in there and the whole bar like shot up and turned to face <laughs> me. And it's exactly like that. When they go into this bar, it's got a very young rip male in it and oh, Brian Glover and other people I recognise but couldn't readily name off the top of my head. And they just stared at the moment they walk in. <gasps> Sexy chocolate! <laughs> I, just like, I, I just like the mild ripple of applause and he's just there just like thank you that boy's good thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think yeah I'll say, if Eddie Murphy needs to revive his career again he just needs he needs to bring back these old the three old dudes um, I, I, and do another film where he just basically dons latex I, I, I think Eddie Murphy needs to actually start going back to his roots to start doing a bit of stand up now Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, 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 been he's, he's, he's been saying he's he's like interested in doing it for, but it's, I think he's kind of lost lost it. I don't think he he, he doesn't do Did a he lot. Do of, pu- he doesn't do a lot of public speaking. He kind of seems to sort of shy away and kind of get. I think he has a bit of anxiety over it. I think he seems yeah. to sort of not not sort of really confident in doing it anymore. So he's like, no, I need to sort of build up. I need to sort of find out how to do it again. Thing is, if latex was like the answer, Norbit would be a classic. <laughs> Mm. As would as would white chicks, you oh, know. It, that latex isn't the answer. You had a guy at the peak of his powers who just could pick and um, improve a script, and mm. he hasn't done that in recent years. And throwing him no. under a load of latex isn't going to change that. No. The fact is, if if Eddie Murphy died tomorrow, he's achieved plenty. It's just the fact that like the last few years have been a bit rough, to say the least. I really hope now that he doesn't die tomorrow. He's bound to. We've mentioned him on here. <laughs> yeah, give, give him a death sentence now. Another one that we killed off. Oh, dear. Yeah. We don't even always kill them off. I mean, we no, we don't, but it just happens to be that Lasseter way. We mentioned John Lasseter out of nowhere in one episode, and about a week later he took a leave of absence from Pixar for, like, sexual assault or something. So he kind of killed his career. What, what was it? Unwanted hugs. Unwanted, <laughs> unwanted hugs, yeah. And uh, unwanted hugs and comments. <laughs> Which is obviously euphemistic. He's obviously well overstepped the mark, otherwise he'd still be there. He throws in a ridiculous amount of money now, doesn't he, or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, the lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's mesmerised. Because she believes the children are our the future. future. I'm a doll. It's funny, because I was watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves earlier for a podcast, and of course... The uh, Morgan Freeman in that is character is called Akeem. Oh yes, of course it is. Or is it Azim? Azim. Azim. All right. Did, did you find that torture scene had your favourite uh, actor ever? It, uh, I didn't hate it, but I don't mind watching Kevin Costner's in stuff now. But back when he was at his quote unquote peak, I found him so fucking bland. Um, and he kind of is in that. But then you go on to. Um, the rest of it, I found the film quite long. And it, it it's is, like it's, two twi- well, it's 220, which is long-ish, but... Did you watch the director's I, cut, which is... No, I, I, watched, I watched whichever one's on Netflix. It's for a podcast. Yeah. And um, I got through it okay. It was fine. But just epically miscast. And, and yeah, Christian Slater is 
terrible in it. Really, really bad. Yeah, it was one of my uh, favourites growing up. Uh, I can see why. Yeah, I, I, but, I, I've actually wanted ever since Robin and Sherwood in the fucking eighties on TV. I've wanted a decent Robin Hood. But what struck me, um, what's kind of funny, is like the uh, the the uh, Siskel and Ebert review all kind of gave it a, a bad review, basically saying how inappropriate it was because it had an attempted rape in it, and it was it just does. like, and I was like, you know what? That really, I did not even notice, even though I knew exactly what was happening. I never thought of it that way. Oh, was... the, the comedy rape scene. Well, he's, he's, he's actually <laughs> well, trying to comedy, get like, just... the wedding vows done first, isn't he? Yeah. But even so, it'd still be rape. But I mean, yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's the fact that there's, there's one shot where he's clear, where he's trying to open her legs. He forces her she... legs open. There yeah. is a shot where her that, legs like, that is, has always open. seemed quite distasteful to me. That's to pushing it. I did notice that shot. It's one shot, and it's like, oh yeah, that bit there. Yeah. But, the I mean, the bit... film's fine. Alan Rickman's even better in it than I remember. Um, but yeah, the rest of the casting is um, a bit iffy. Yeah, it's quite violent as well. Isn't it? Yeah, let me the, one who play, the one who plays Little John's wife, I'm pretty sure it's her. I work with her ex husband. Oh, really? Came to fame. Yeah, he's married to a man. Man. All right. Also, 1980s Garfield. That's fun, folks. And big computers. <laughs> <laughs> Coca-Cola that isn't Coca-Cola. You just imagine a filthy restaurant with an absolutely shiny, sparkling bit of floor just outside that room. <laughs> the only bit is clean. You just nail down flowers. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, right? He's barely even touched himself ever. Mm. So, how good would he be at touching a woman? I think he'd be crap at like talking as well because he's like he, he wouldn't have interacted with anyone. He's just like kissed his ass all the time. And, or... and what are his cultural references? Yeah, I think this is doomed to failure. I think we should switch this off. He's clearly going to get nowhere. Do you think McDonald's were involved in all of this? They must have been. I don't know. Haven't they actually got a McDowell somewhere now? I don't know. Have they? Is that an actual thing? Like, no, well, it wasn't. It was a. It was a joke for this film. No, but yeah, McDonald's. Charlie's just saying there may be such a thing now. I, I thought they kind of done it as a joke, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, if it was a jo- I mean, if it's the sort of thing that maybe even that you could do with their permission. I don't know. Or maybe like McDonald's himself, just like. Mm. Launched one as a joke, like on the site. So it was an actual McDonald's as well. They just sort of re. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They would have redressed a McDonald's. Yeah. Well, that's a high note. Yeah, I know. We we learnt that from the episode where I tried to match it and failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> editing yeah. editing that made my fucking ears bleed. <laughs> I'm jealous. I ain't got hair like that. It's it's funny, you know. There's something about this Daryl character that he did 15 years on ER as Benton, like one of the main characters. Oh yeah, so he it. did. I think he did all 15 years. I'm not sure, but I didn't really watch it after the first few. But that was like one of the most popular shows ever. 
and yet, and yet, he'll be known as the Soul Glow guy when he well, goes. He'll be known as Soul Glow. Yeah. I'm absolutely convinced he'll be remembered most for this. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's one in Chicago, McDowell's. Right. All right, let's go. <laughs> you paying? I don't remember that. When I was there for all of a weekend. Perhaps it wasn't there then. Or no, perhaps. Perhaps you weren't rushed immediately to the McDonald's. I, no, I wasn't. Based on coming to America. No. See, right now, I've got to think about this woman here. I'm not. I don't want to knock people's bad choices, but she's um, working in a store that is seemingly illegally ripping off another one, and she's dating someone who's clearly an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How bright is this woman? This is why she'll choose Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, the same choice. Yeah, it's always the thing, though, isn't it? It's like you know, the the woman's always dating an arsehole. It's like he's always drawn out to the point where, literally, what is it that you that you see of them? It's not like in real life, where it's like some, yeah, what would it be? That features. alone, that there alone, would be what I'm doing with this dickhead. Yeah, that. Yeah. What what uh. Bleep. I mean, at least when it was Meg Ryan, she'd be dating Bill Pullman or something. You know, it'd be like a bit dull. That's it. What else is it in it? Excuse me. Can you make my hair look like this? But she does. She does think that he's given like a, a huge amount of charity. So he's like, oh, we've. He does have some good in him, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that the guy in the background is eating in every shot. Yeah. Even, even when he was at the church, he was eating. Yeah. He's like, his chicken. I wonder yeah. what, is, what, what is he eating? He's always chicken. I don't know. It was chicken at the... Um... It was chicken in the church. Woman's father, right. I love the fact that he kind of follows their advice every time, doesn't he? Yeah. They go to a club for a few days, then they go and see her and it's like, go and meet women in church. Great. So then he goes and he says, right, be pally with their father, right? <laughs> to do this to your boss now just like piss off do some work yeah <laughs> professional <laughs> professional football contest or you should be like you're sacked <laughs> well that went well I think he's totally uh, in having said that Samuel L. Jackson will come to the rescue any moment <laughs> 
I've always said, like, if we could, like, get him on the show for an interview, I would love to just ask him a question about this film and then that's it. Just to piss off every <laughs> listener we've ever had. Get Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson on the show and all you ask him about is, like, the day he robbed McDowell's. And then say goodnight. My God. People certainly burnt more calories dancing in the 80s than they do now. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And the other thing is, she lives with her sister, who's an asshole. She makes poor choices in my... Yeah, that dog has all blue. (laughs) That dog's probably passed away by now. I know, but still... Me? I'm a sister. <laughs> she could be anybody. Oh. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, it's a bit rude, isn't it, really? Just like, yeah. oh, I've got a pass for you, I'll just open it. They're really tacky as well. I'd be like, get the fuck off my presents. Would you? <laughs> Is that the exact Not scenario? Daryl. Is that what you'd say exactly? No. No, didn't think so. <laughs> I'd probably be a bit more coarse than that. Well, would you say it's from Becca? <laughs> <laughs> Secret of Myra, not Becca. Throw off the sounds. They are really, truly quite hideous. Well, it could be worse. Could be like look like a bunch of cheese and crackers. Better than the what she's wearing now. Tom works off. <laughs> oh dear. If I'm going to whack off, I'm going to wait till the show's finished. <laughs> 500,000 bloody hell. You've got to oh. wear those earrings now. What, he paid 500,000 for them? Yeah. Fucking hell! They're horrible. I, I don't. I don't see his logic as well because his whole idea is that she has to fall, fall for me for for, for so myself and not my money. But yet, my first move is buy a really expensive set of earrings. And he's still going to pretend to be poor to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, he's just spunked that money away from me. <laughs> or, or just increase the possibility that it will throw her further into Daryl's arms. Yeah. That's an awful outfit she's wearing. Which one? It's the 80s, isn't it? The pink one. It is very the 80s. The pink one's terrible, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> He's done very little research. You think even the flight, even the flight no from Samundar, he could have done a little bit of reading and thinking about his cover story. Well, I, I guess he didn't have Google back in the days. No. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get a visa to work there? With difficulty. All oh, right, cheers. <laughs> That's well, all I can tell you. Well, let's face it, the place is called McDowell's. I don't think they really care much well, about like, the Square Gardens. Stuff. I've been there. It's very cool. Where's this? Madison Square Garden? Yeah, it's amazing. It's the fourth, isn't it? I think the Globetrotters were in town. They 
were just about to play or they had played. Yes! Play yes! Through. In their face! In their face! What the fuck is uh, Dal wearing? Yeah. Style never goes out of fashion, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what is she wearing? And the funniest thing is, we sell jumpers like that where I work. Um, well, yeah, the thing is, what, what, what Eddie Murphy's wearing, it, you know, you, you could walk out in today and you wouldn't be sort of laughed at. Yeah, you, yeah. No. you, might, you might, you wouldn't be like, look, anything special. But you might get tapped up for like a reboot of like Highway or something. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but those are going to give you funny looks, are they? No, they're not. They're going to think you're probably like presenting cozy chat <laughs> shows by a log fire. Hello. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. I, 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 didn't, I drove past it, literally. I didn't get to go Ooh. in. I know it's the fourth. It, it's not the original Madison. It's not the original garden. No. Oh. <laughs> that made me jump. <laughs> Favourite part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> to be well, honest... Random kid just sat there looking really bored. Yeah, as, really as, as, as much as we make fun of this, this is how yeah, most of the boy. world responds to American sports. You yeah. know, this is as unusual. It's a closed loop. Your sports is over there, like fucking. Have you seen the, the, the John Lund's cameo? Have you seen him yet? I've not Who? seen him. John Lund is often cameos in his films, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't I know. I haven't come across him yet. I don't know where the "See You Next Wednesday" references in this film either. <laughs> I can't remember where it comes. Because that's a reference in every film. It's the porn cinema in American Werewolf in London. Oh, oh, they, they go. They go in to see a film called "See You Next Wednesday." <laughs> in, tra- in trading places, I think it's a poster on on the door of Jamie Lee Curtis's like room or something. I don't know where it is here. It's the sort of thing where you'd see it in the hallway here or something like that. It's always just a little drop reference. It's a film he, he wrote as a student or something like that that never got made. <laughs> That's another guy who's been in quite a few stuff. I've been on those cameras. I know, and I cannot place him. I can't think what his name is. He, he's, he was in Die Hard 2. Um... In fact, he was in ER. <laughs> Which guy? Uh, the the, the, uh, the guy that... who recognised him. You know, who... The guy who yeah. recognised him is but quite he, a well-known he's, he's also directed the film. He did that uh, gridlock with uh, Tim Roth and Tupac. Oh, really? And he did oh, that okay. as well, yeah. And he doesn't like words, so... But yeah, he's, he's been in like sort of just load of random stuff, and I've recognised him from like a bunch of action films, so he's done that as well. For those of you listening who did overhear Charlie's wife say I'm that so uh, they don't like rude words, there, please be assured that you expect us to talk will always like rude words such as bollocks, <laughs> wank, <and> fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was What's not. Thankfully, you're not directed at us. Obviously, the uh, yeah. McDowell's in um, in Die Hard too, as well, isn't he? He is, yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. He, he was in a, quite a few episodes of The West Wing as the sort of uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, John Amos. Yeah, pretty good what? career, John Amos. And he, he's sort of <laughs> younger than he looks here as well because he's, he's, he's not ancient now by any means. Well, yeah, considering this was a couple of years before Daddy. Die Hard 2. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, and still going. Yeah. A lame defence of the effectively the American dream there. 
You can be anything you want, providing you do any old fucking shit to start with. <laughs> do it, Here we go. Epoch making role for Samuel L. Jackson. The, oh, yeah, there it is. The, the, this is the role that Tarantino uh, saw and thought, yeah. Thought, yeah, he's Damn. the man. We'd get him on and we'd say, so when you shot the scene in there, was that a real bullet? And if so, did you expect all that plaster to come down on you? Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for your time, Mr. Jackson. Well, Pop Fiction does have a robbery in a restaurant. I always boy. thought it was makeup. Thinking about it, he was still addicted to, I think it was crack at this stage. Yeah. Um, he, he got clean in about 1990, Samuel L. Jackson, so he is still using at this stage, and he doesn't look very well, does he? No. So his answer to all those questions was like, I don't know, I can't remember, I was fucked. I was fucking munching. <laughs> so, so, so all, all your questions would follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Question then, Mister Jackson. You've just used the term munted. That tends to be a very sort of English phrase. Where did you hear it? <laughs> it was you doing an impression of me on the "He's Coming to an America" <laughs> podcast, where you suggested the answer I might give, and I thought, well, that's accurate, so I'll give it. And in fact, I'm saying now what you said then. This is weird. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, there's a haircut. That's great. There's a haircut behind... Uh, is it Akeem? I can't remember which way around they are now. That looked really, really weird. Looked like someone was wearing a big bagel on top of their head. Very weird. Actually, minus five degrees outside. Nah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Oh. See, if you had, that's actually quite a dick move, yeah. In fact, you're to my house, yeah, you can work. Oh. As how, like far a the, how, how far through the month are they? I mean, they were about eight days in the month by, before they said you can meet a woman in church, right? Unless they, went the unless, unless they went home and got changed several times in that one night. Um, he's only got like 30 days or something. We've got to be about two thirds of the way through already, at least. <laughs> oh, he's a widower. So he's very protective. You're here. You're going to be so embarrassed when you realise how wealthy I am. <laughs> and you boasted about your little fucking house. Uh, cool. Doot, doot. It's actually one of my favourite lines later like, when he says, like, you know, I mean, he's someone who's got his own money. I mean, he has his own money. See, just seeing him cracks me up a little bit. That's um, Toby, that's Toby Hooper. I'm pretty really? sure that was Toby what, Hooper. The really? The guy, the glasses and beard. Oh, that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he always puts other directors in his films, doesn't he, John? He does. Yeah. I missed it entirely. Yeah. 
No, that does sound about right. <laughs> to be honest, I, I've never stopped an armed robbery once I had a coffee in my hand. Actually, that doesn't make sense because you actually use a cup of coffee to, like, sort of splash in their face. Throw it in his face, yeah. Yeah, that would have been useful. Yeah, but what if you're enjoying it? Think it through, Chris. What are you going to drink when you're done saving the world? Our signature martini. Enjoy it. What if there are no egg whites available? Well, then you're screwed. You've got to get our signature recipe sorted. <laughs> our undrinkable recipe. Yeah. I'll, 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 just, I'll just have a, a bourbon biscuit and just be satisfied yeah. that I did, a, did some good in the world. They all have soul glue. You're not having any fucking bourbons. Oh, because of the cream. Why not? Because they're mine. You can have a dry wine spritzer. Oh. <laughs> he, deserves, he deserves a spot of alcohol after saving the store. A nice, refreshing dry wine spritzer. When he, when you, when he says, make sure everyone's glass is full... What if like they're that. in? What if they're in the process of drinking out of it? <laughs> you have to like force the bottle in by their lips. <laughs> just slide it into the corner of the cheek and just pour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed I'm, that. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever noticed that before. There's so much shitty furniture and clothes in this that I actually probably considered you would go out and buy something with that pattern on it. <laughs> Going together for quite some time, meaning he's repeatedly shagged already. You can get, you might end up with her, but he's been, she, he, she has been repeatedly shagged by the uh, heir to the Soulflow Empire. But again, what kind of lunatic is he? She clearly hasn't, right? So why would you... Uh, I don't even get his tactic here. What, like sort of say, yeah, we're engaged without even asking her? Yeah. Uh, that's bound to go well. She's just going to feel like, what what, ro- what a romantic. In fact, he's kind of like done exactly what Akeem wants to do in his in his own country, which is just... Have the father just delegate? Yeah, it's you. You're marrying. Well, yeah. having your own say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As I get as the years go by, I might I might start to think. Oh, maybe I should just let my fucking mum pick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Surprise! <laughs> so, uh, so she argues with him, and, and his response is, "But baby, it's our engagement." <laughs> Smooth. A lot of women don't like being called baby, as I found out drunkenly a few times. It's all in the handling. Well, there's nothing wrong with my handling. 
Amen. <laughs> Score. I can just imagine him being a bit Richard, Richard in bottom. Bingo! It bloody hurts. <laughs> I can be loose. Oh, he said that. Oh, like that. Oh. But it's subtitles. Again, she's wearing some horrific earrings. What's going on here? It for a while, the camera was on her, and it said, "Okay, I can be loose." <laughs> Yeah, there's obviously a timing issue. Yeah. Mm. Thing is, right, it was meant to be her 21st birthday. His 21st birthday. How old do you reckon she's meant to be? I don't know. question. I can always rely on you guys for some insights. <laughs> I, I, I imagine they must be around about the same age. Yeah. Um, but he just, he, he just said, like, the fir- your first reaction is is usually the correct one. It's like, yeah. is that wise advice? I mean, especially, like, in, in Heat the Moment, Snap Decision stuff, where you just think, ah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, firstly, also, I speak as someone who has frequently nauseated women in the early running. So, <laughs> no. Don't, don't go with your first reaction. <laughs> I might, I might inadvertently charm you, given enough time and booze. I mean, they might buy like sort of say if, if it was more like, oh, what your gut told you, but yeah. But again, if you're around a woman, you don't necessarily want to rely on what your guts are telling you because <laughs> nerves, nerves can play a part. My gut's telling me I need to take a shit. <laughs> She's the one for me. I've always re- he's washing lettuce. Oh yes. Because broccoli doesn't look remotely like that, Chris. Uh, yeah. you, you are from the north. I know you don't get a lot of edge up there. <laughs> um, so, it, um, it's green. It's green. Yeah. He's washing his car. Oh, wow, it's fucking green, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just him going on about the lettuce and, you know, oh, it's just like sad. What a way to live. I hope they're going out to a date and that wasn't the date. No. You know, take it to McDowell's. Hi, <clears throat> Teresa's a twat. <laughs> and I don't want her. Can you not tell? Oh, that does happen occasionally in life when you're really, really into someone. And you think they know, and then they'll like make a noise like that, and you go, "Oh shit, they don't even know." Okay. 
this is what this is what a stylish apartment looks like <laughs> in eight. Brace yourself. There you go. Look. <laughs> you want to do <laughs> How's that possible to set up like a fucking jacuzzi? It's a plumbing know. work going on. <laughs> to be honest, I'd, I, he's worried the place has been done up. <laughs> I'd worry more if I took a woman back to this my is apartment. Great piece of trivia. If I took a woman back to my place and said, this is going to be a wonderful evening, opened the door, and then there was another guy in the hot tub. <laughs> I'd be like, hello. I think I'd probably thought my intentions were. It is the most 80s part we'll ever know. It really is, isn't it? It's Look. probably one of the most 80s films ever. Ah, no. That's the money he used to resurrect Randall and Winthorpe. It is Randall and Winthorpe, isn't it? Yes. That's the one. I I hope they learn from their past mistakes and and start to be honest in making their businesses now. Rather than just go back to being... I think both of those actors are dead, so we can't even find out. Yeah. We can't even get a new instalment. Trading places are. <laughs> I have to watch that next. Trading places is the Christmas commentary after next. Yes, of course it is. Because it will be my choice. I have to you... write down. I have to write down what my choice would be in case I forget it. Well, you've told us. I we have. Know. So we'll just tell you. It's all right. I might forget. I, I never forget anything. You're all right. Thank you. You can tell you're a PM. I can tell on what? You're a project manager. Oh, right. Why? Well, you're see, no- normally the giveaway on project manager is extreme laziness. It's extreme organisation. Is, uh, is that Brooklyn? Yeah, right. What's that Brooklyn? I don't know. Yes. Well, that looks like the Brooklyn Bridge, so yeah, it must be. I say yes, it is. One million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, could get, they could get an office here. <laughs> it points straight round at the Twin Towers. It's like, oh, well, mm. is that implying they'll end up in there? How much? <laughs> Waterbath. Winthorpe. Oh, was, was Winthorpe Dan Ackwood's last Yeah, that was Dan Ackwood. That was the one, yeah. Oh, there is. I think it sounded right when I put the two names together, but I knew they were both in the film. Randolph and Waterbath, mm. was it? They're both passed away now. Oh, hmm. Well, I suppose it's no surprise given it's 30 years ago, but I think they, oh, passed, yeah. away. <laughs> no surprise, I think they still... passed away a long time ago. Hmm. They were very, very classic actors. Look them up a minute. Yeah, it was Lewis Winthorpe III. Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici. Don Amici, I think, went uh, later... Yeah, they didn't die very long after this. Don Amici was 85 and he died in 93. And Ralph Bellamy, Bellamy died 87. 87, died in 91. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I've seen um, Ralph Bellamy in uh, 
the Wolfman and Ghost of Frankenstein and things like that. So, and that was like 1941 and things like that. And he was about 20, 25 in those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, actually, he'd been in his 50s back in the early 40s, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Wolfman. I'm trying to think what else I really know Don Amici from. Uh, Cocoon was in Cocoon. I was going to say I thought he was in Cocoon, but then I thought I was getting him confused with somebody else. But I wasn't. I was just thinking of another character as well. Hume, Hume Cronin probably. Yeah, because Hume because he was in there as well. Hume Cronin was in there. Yeah. Um. One of the characters was like ill in the until the effect of. Yeah, the alien. And I, th- I wondered if that was Hume Cronin. He might have been the one that was sick. Yeah. Can't remember now. It's been a while since I saw it. I actually think, because um, I've always thought John Landis films, because he, he shoots comedies that don't really look physically like the stereotypical way you shoot comedies. No. And he has done action and he has done horror. And when they dance together in a minute, it's actually quite touching. And you think, well, he could do romance as well then. Pretty talented director. I think that's actually the key to like um, comedy. It's not to actually shoot it like a comedy. It's to actually make it look like a film. I mean, you think of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters actually looks like an actual film. Yeah, it does. Um, as opposed to the, the, the new Ghostbusters, actually looks like a comedy. And it's just kind of like loses that sort of that texture that just makes it comedy work, I think. Sometimes when it's like, it's, it's telling you out loud, I'm a comedy, it's less effective. It, it's the fact, it's the, I can hear the music in my head mm. on this without having the music on because I remember it because it becomes almost like a landmark scene in the film because you can feel it's re- a real special moment to them. Mm. And we all get those in like romances in our lives. When you think back on an evening... And there'll be like moments in it that just stick in your mind, and that would have been that moment to them. It's really good. She looks familiar as well. She does. That's really who it is. Right. Uh, I Kagan. We're going to have to look quite a way down the cast to find her, aren't we? What's she called? Um, Elaine Kagan, it says. Elaine? Yeah. Kagan with a C or K? Uh, K A G A N. Got it. Up until the on-screen facts on this video. Yeah, I know. You're watching it on Amazon Prime, so oh, you oh, you've video. Blunt, blunt talk that had. Um, I'm sure that had Patrick Stewart in it. Let me go back a bit further. Oh, she's back in Goodfellas. That was it. Was she even? She one of the mistresses. I can't remember. Her. Yeah. Or was she, she one? Was of, in, she was in My Giant. Or was she? Uh, Joe Pesci's. Joe Pesci's no. wife. She was in Beverly Hills no. Cop Three. Henry's mother. She was Henry's mother in Goodfellas. Oh, of course, oh, right. yeah. You look like a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Oh, my God, these earrings. Oh, my God. I think this is where Pat Butcher gets her wardrobe from. Obviously not quite as glamorous as Pat Butcher. <laughs> no, just the earrings, not the rest of her outfit. People listening, 
which is a character from a UK sitcom called EastEnders, and she always used to wear ostentatious earrings. Uh, I would say she was mutton dressed as lamb, but that's kind of unfair to mutton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the character always used to wear like bright blue like eyeshadow or something, and then invariably kind of like leopard print. Comb. She was a, she was a massively overweight woman of about sixty, with overly sprayed short hair dressed in the most tacky clothing you can imagine mm. it's quite and a well like but then when you think of real life she is obviously very very you know very glam and everything but her character was always kind of very wearing these bright clothing and, and the backstory was she'd been this real man eater for most of her life and you just take one look and go nah damn nah. <laughs> oh he's used to, I like that that's like that. just yeah. takes some balls I'm a General yeah. trivia. See Eddie how easy it is. And Eddie Jackie takes his caffeine. Well, Chris. So see how easy it is. You just say you're prince, and <laughs> yeah. That's it. So next time you go on a date, hi. I'm royalty. I'm a princess. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't hi. work for us. No, just go for you guys. I'm the prince. I'm a princess. <laughs> of course you are, dear. Doesn't work. Of course you are, dear. Oh, did I double click them? I did That's the photocopier. Don't put them there. <laughs> Don't get water in the photocopier. Actually, that's probably one bit of office technology that probably hasn't slimmed down so much. Uh, so much. Well, it's got to be sturdy for when you get on it and photocopy your ass. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you marry Daryl? He'll dress is real nice. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Cool. See, I'd be I'd be a bit concerned if my father said that to me. Like, <laughs> you like the look of Daryl, then, do you, Dad? <laughs> I guess it's quite interesting that this is kind of like the opposite of what so many films were like in the eighties about attaining wealth. And being obsessed with that. I mean, even Back to the Future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know. And yeah, Ferris Bueller and stuff like that. Oh, I hate Ferris Bueller. Yeah, me too. But um, but, um, but but yeah, I mean, so you write about Back to the Future because I think I said during the review the main goal, obviously not the main goal, is to get back to 1985. But the big prize for him at the end of that film is that car. Yeah, and all of his family are now yuppies. Yeah, and that's like painted as better. Well, we can understand that. David would be happier in a white-collar job than McDonald's or wherever he was working before. But it's all measured through the prism of increased wealth. Yeah. Yeah, which just being more successful and a better life for But then having said, but you're not, yeah, you're not wrong, Chris, and not only that, you've got two minutes at the end of a film to demonstrate they're doing better. How else would you do it? Yeah. So uh, it's not that it's wrong, but it's that it is very 1980s. There were there were no drawbacks yeah. until very late in the decade. There, it, there were no noted drawbacks to the pursuit of wealth at all. It was just, of course, it's good. Not, oh. not even there might be just a bit more to life than just that. Yeah, sometimes we lose that, don't we? we need yeah. to sort of try and keep happy balance. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at the end of Back to the Future is kind of the thin end of the wedge because it's mm. not the end of the film that's really the problem. Because oh, absolutely, if yeah. you've got to show them that if you've got to <clears> show that they've they they're doing better and you've got two minutes, so that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. But that four by four is trailed at the start of the film. Yeah. He wants to be a rock star, and they keep going on about the wealth of it. He's in his girlfriend's arms, you know, and he's like, you know, really, really happy with her, and yet he gets completely distracted by this car going by. James Earl Jones has, has got very long, very thin feet. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure how he gets himself properly planted for lightsaber fighting. By wearing some special boots. Mm. <laughs> By wearing David Prowse. Oh. <laughs> He's literally wearing Mufasa as a skin. He literally is wearing Mufasa right there. Yeah. Oh dear. Good. I hate that. He has gold, gold teeth. I've only ever seen it once. I saw Lion King on like one of its earliest nights of release uh, in 94 with my cousin who was then like coming up on five years of age so it was her first ever ever cinema visit um and i've never seen it since i really like it i think it's my favorite uh 90s disney that kind of era of disney oh no i think i like beauty and the beast more it's one of my one of my favorite disney movies mulan which had eddie murphy in as well which i did as the dragon i've not seen mulan i've got to see it it's really good it's underrated yeah, I imagine I would like it if I saw it. I re- this is why I want to do like Disney sort of Pixar, but I think as you know, you guys sort of think, well, it'll be one of those series that people will skip. I think I would struggle to do seventeen weeks of it or whatever it's been. Oh god, now. no, yeah, we'd have to split it up. I think, or um, do do a select few. I wouldn't mind doing a bit of like with Hitchcock, Pixar, for example, we'd have to split it up what, because it's a huge. Yeah, I couldn't do all Hitchcock either, but we'd figure that out, and I've got yeah. an idea of what I'd like to do. It's not necessarily to mean that's what we'd end up doing. No. But with Pixar, I'm not even quite sure how you do it because at the moment, if you did all Pixar oh, and we recorded every week without a break, it would or take Disney. us. About, it would take us like a third of a year, and that's just too mm. long. Yeah, that's to too stay much time. We'd have to. Most people who were listening wouldn't be that interested. No. Tell us if you disagree, listeners. You know, if there's a real demand out there for Pixar, then maybe. My son, what? <laughs> to be fair, though, to hear me pose that question, you you will have had to have listened for three to three quarters of us of an episode of us talking about coming to America. So <laughs> that's even that's even that's even assuming you've got this far. I'll pose it. I'll put the question on Twitter and see what people say. Yeah, do it. Go for it. Yeah. Put it. Do it in the. Do it in the middle of the night off some obscure account, though. I tell, I tell you what, J- uh, James. Just, just in case people do demand it, you know. James will go. I'll do it tomorrow. James L. Jones got some uh, real presence, though, hasn't he, when he's on screen? Hmm. Oh, always. Well, he's about 87 now. I, I remember seeing like, one of those like true movies or Christmas movies, one of those channels. It is one of those films, and I thought I'm just going to watch this just because it was James Earl Jones, and it was quite a sort of sentimental story. But it was just, you know, he's magnetic whenever he's on screen; you have to watch him. Yeah, I remember when I was younger watching Conan the Barbarian, and I didn't make the connection because mm-hmm. uh, he was Darth Vader's voice. Yeah, um, but he's mesmerising in that film. But it doesn't sound—it doesn't sound like him when it comes out of Darth Vader, though. There's something about hearing the voice come out oh, of yeah. his head 
and then hear it coming out of Darth Vader that it doesn't sound like the same guy. I do know what you mean, yeah. I did um, start, oh, I can never remember what it's called, um, the Star Wars VR experience recently in London, and I don't think he was a part of that, because there was a scene where you sort of you witness a fight with, with Vader. Um, but when they did the when they did the Force Unleashed games, somebody else, some, somebody else was voicing him, and they were yeah, voicing it's, it's, him it's, well. It's not quite the same. It's a bit disappointing well, to learn I'm, that it's I'm, not James Earl Jones. Or I, I don't. Yeah, but uh, was it P.S. Finnewich? You can't always tell. Might have been. Depends who it is. Yeah. I mean, there will be there will be Darth Vader appearances beyond the death of James Earl Jones, and the chances yeah, course, are yeah. they'll be fine. Very often, it probably might be P.S. Finnewich. His name I can't with, pronounce. With, with a glass. <laughs> I have a glass here, but it's got things in it. <laughs> Did somebody already tweet about? <laughs> oh no. Oh, Zeus? General trivia. Ah. Excuse me. Oh, that Robinheimer. I'm so glad he listens to us. What are you on about? Oh no, I just saw the, the tweet from earlier. In 50 minutes, we record for the first time in a month, and then Matt Robinheimer replied to us. I'm so glad that he listens. All he's right. another like he's another JBR fan as well, so I'm kind of slowly getting a move. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, yeah just, we'll, we'll slowly rob all the listeners. <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have a way to go with that. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but that was pretty much a Darth Vader line that oh, I would deal with it myself. Myself, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that was pretty much Darth Vader line. It's from uh, in Return of the Jedi when they try and get in the pass through the, the shield generator. In fact, Eddie Murphy paid for the funeral of comedic inspiration Red Fox. I never knew that. Yeah, he was also in the Harlem Nights as well. There's like a lot of old old school comedians. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's of that generation. <clears throat> oh, see, he loves him now. Now he knows he's like fucking loaded. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All of a sudden, wants to be a best mate. Check out that chintz. Oh my god. That's a hideous lamp. <laughs> it is. <laughs> list of you, you most get... 80s films, that's got to be it. Yeah, you only ever get that handed down rather than you never really buy it, do you? When I no. think of really 80s films, I think of films that have blaring starts to them. 
And the one that always comes to mind is Coming to America. Yeah, this is very much. Where America. you've got like, you've got like, uh, no, sorry, this is Coming to America. Uh, Secret of My Success. Where you've got like the start and it will be generic shots of like an American city, normally New York or something. And they'll be blaring normally saxophone music playing <laughs> over the opening credits. Sexy sax. And it's like overwhelming and it's just something so of that era. Breakfast Club's a bit like that, but again, it's got night blaring, but it is just very 80s in terms, also in terms of the like, music and the fashion. Oh, not very nice. Good. <laughs> Good, he's a twit. God, they didn't have the Ikea in those days, did they? <laughs> oh. So it's all glow head. Go and be on the R for 15 years. Poor Jehovah's Witnesses, they've been the butt of that joke for so long. They have. Although I did admit that I had some come around here the other day. Oh, and, uh, What did you do? Did you say no, sorry? I just said, yeah, I haven't got a time, go away. I didn't say go away. Oh. I said, I said sorry. Said, go away! They must be amazed that everyone they go to see is either really fucking angry or really, really busy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have time. All these people they meet that are desperate to talk to them, but just don't have the time. They're so busy. All these busy people. Uh, apparently Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Pardon? Prince was a Jehovah's Witness, apparently. Yeah, he was. Oh, right. Didn't know that. Yeah. One of the reasons, he was in a lot of pain from his hips and things like that, and he wouldn't have surgery or anything like that. Oh, for his, okay. for his belief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is, it, is it the the Mormons where they, or where they do that and that they can't keep they're not they don't believe in blood transfusions? Yeah, yeah I think that's Jehovah's oh, Witness. That's Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, they maybe Mormons as well. I'm not sure, know, but, but yeah, I was going to say I don't know from them, but. Mental. The only thing I had real problem, I mean, uh, people's religions are their own fucking business. The only thing I had a real problem with, with it, was it though, is I went to school with people who weren't either weren't allowed to do things, or in the case of Jehovah's Witnesses, they had to go like door knocking because yeah. it is like a preaching well, religion. It's, it's spreading like, the word, isn't it? What, what are you forcing a fucking kid to do that for? Yeah, same as anything. I had to go to mass all, uh, like every week. I fucking hated it. Did you? Yeah. Hardly the okay. same thing, I know, but... Well, no, I didn't realise you were from a particularly religious background. Yeah, I did, but when I came like 16, it was like, you, like you're of oh, age to, to choose if you want to go. I was like, nope. <laughs> oh, what did you have to do? Were they disappointed? No, not really. I mean, to be fair, I don't go, go week now anyway. Don't, don't really go anymore. I'm glad you've been instrumental in dropping their standards. <laughs> oh, look who it is! No, I think I think it was the, um, the, I think it's Jebel, the, the church and just bean swats. <laughs> yeah, that. So, I mean, that's, I that's, never knew that, that about you. That's interesting. That's the thing. I mean, I agree with Dave that um, I, I don't care what they do as long as it's not harming those. Those don't bother talk, anyone else. Yeah, we, we talk about consent, but it, maybe we should be applying that. It's like there's, there's a thing. Um, a few years ago, um, where a judge had to rule that a Jehovah's Witness's son could have a blood transfusion, yeah, to yeah. to to save his life, yeah, despite the fact that his parents didn't want him to have it. 
It's just when you you hear phrases like you know a Catholic child or a Muslim child. Yeah. There's no such thing. It's negated by the word fucking child. Yeah. You're right on consent. You know, it's like you've got to be of a certain age to consent to certain things, and I think yeah. the same should be fucking true of that as well. And be educated on it as well, instead yeah. of indoctrinated. Instead of indoctrinated, exactly. I'm trying not to go on one is. <laughs> no, I know. Run away, run away. It's very shiny. Yeah. It really grabs my gears. That that punk song Enya did, "Run Away." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, tickle me up. It struck me as far funnier than it actually fucking was as well. <laughs> it just got this vision of Henry like, with a mohawk. You're so rant and rave, that's a rave, that's a rave. Yeah, but still, still looking like she's on the set of a Timothee ad, yeah. though. With, like, with, like colour paintings just moving in the background. This is a heartwarming speech he gives here, I think. (laughs) 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 That 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 looks really dodgy initially. Good luck. Yeah. He is only going in to talk to her. (laughs) I'm sure. Ooh. A father must taste salt. No, that's, 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 that's fucking horrible. What? Someone should put this dialogue, dialogue with a clip of Darth Vader. Any <laughs> <laughs> traitor? Give it a go. He, he has gone to Tatooine to sow his royal oats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Sorry, buddy. I think you'd catch a dose of something if you went to sow your royal oats in Tatooine. No, you probably would. This film is really well cast, though. It really is. So casting that Lisa character is quite difficult. Nice bit of American plain speaking. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> this is American Jack. <laughs> well done. Hmm. You just know his second daughter is going to go through about five marriages as well, don't you? <laughs> and and that dog will slowly regress into successes that fit in handbags. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. 
I, to be honest, at this stage, you've already been embarrassed. You may as well say, well, it was me. I did say that, but aren't the reasons really obvious? <laughs> and by the way, I've had her. <laughs> yeah, but it's fair. You had a good time, right? Right? Yeah, everyone enjoyed themselves. Everyone was consenting. I mean, it's fair. You could send um, to a one of them, <laughs> Admittedly, one of them didn't know what they were consenting to. But... <laughs> Mother, I love her. We've been dating six days. <laughs> sort of. And she didn't know much about me and didn't know I was wealthy. Yeah, you're being um, a nice sincere tone about that. She, he does. <laughs> Has Eddie Murphy only done any like decent straight acting? Um, Dream Girls has got him the awards stuff, but yeah, I've, I've, I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Um, Beverly Hills Cop Four announced. He's playing some. He's he's in the going to be in the Richard Pryor film. I know that. Not as Richard Pryor, but there you go. Yeah, is he his dad or something? He hasn't done much in the last few years, actually. Yeah, he's been really quiet. But it is all comedy. I can't really, apart from Dreamgirls, which I haven't seen. It's in that, there's a well, new film, f- Mr. Church, that's been out for a while, but obviously I don't know about that. Um, Some of 48 Hours was quite straight. I mean, he was he was doing some of the comedy stuff, but it was still quite straight wow. um, compared to, to, to a, a lot of his stuff, really. Yeah, but you know how like Robin Williams did flat out straight roles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. Hunting stuff. That there's not really many equivalents in Eddie Murphy's career. Possibly mm-hmm. Dreamgirls, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, that's that, that's it. I mean, he's probably got like a serious role in him. Yeah. But yeah, it's watching little scenes like that. You think, yeah, he could do. He could do it. I mean, if that's what he probably needs to do. He probably needs to sort of like step into being a serious actor. And to be honest, I'd want to bath in Dettol after being on this train. Just <laughs> look like the grimmest train ever. And and the woman who says, "Go on, honey, take a chance," which I always get mixed up with the end of like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. But I knew it is this film. She just looks grim. But... You know, it's very rare. Particularly as she threw it in a downward yeah. trajectory, but never mind. That's when like... she didn't die. So dangerous going between trains like that. Not that dangerous, is it? Well, it is. No, they're, no, they're all connected. It's not. Like... Well, I was going to say they're connected to each other. It's not yeah, like they're still be... quite dangerous. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> You'd have to be very, very, very nervy about. Yeah, in New York, it's yeah. quite dangerous. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's not like stepping in, between um... trains that where the doors are right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a bit odd. Ah. Building beyond dispute. Oh dear. She's got a point there. I'm not sure who you are. She thinks she is from a goat herder village. And he's a university student who works at McDowell's. And she's been seeing him about five days. 
She she still doesn't even know about the penis washing thing. She's gonna learn such a lot. She's gonna find out, not literally the hard way, but she's gonna find out. Why you you always you always really skip towards your bath every morning, don't you, darling? <laughs> Does that make it official then? <laughs> That's how you do it. That's why not many people have given up their crowns because you've got to fly all the way to New York and jump <laughs> on a graffiti train. <laughs> that is grim. You don't see graffiti like that anymore. You just no. don't. I don't know if it's CCTV or planning of towns and things like that now, but you just see so little graffiti comparatively now. When I was a kid, it was everywhere. I think it was like a... It's kind of like the, a trend, isn't it? And they, I, I know, it, people go, yeah, graffiti can be art too. It can, but it very, very rarely is. Let's just see next Wednesday. Wednesday, there it is. It is normally like a film poster or something. Yeah, graffiti when it's just like a, like a drone on a penis. Yeah, when, it, <laughs> when it says, suck my big cock, that's not art. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah, see you next Wednesday. It's from um, 2001. That was it. Oh yeah. One of yeah. the lines he says when he's talking to his daughter, isn't it? It mm. is, but he wrote a student film called that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. And it never got made, and so it's just a reference he puts in all of his films. Most of the time, I don't spot it, don't notice it, don't remember it. Couldn't tell you where it is in trading. No, I know where it is in trading places. It's in our apartment somewhere, and I think it's a film poster of types there as well. In American Werewolf in London, it is the name of the film showing when they go into that porn cinema near the end. Yeah, and you see posters um, on the subway as well. Do you? Yeah, it's really interesting actually because I've, I've watched that subway scene and um, like skipped through it like frame oh, by frame. Of, where they come off at Yeah, yeah, and all the all the old school like there's one for Empire Strikes Back and stuff like that, and all the oh, old school posters. I haven't seen it for a few no years. No rap or that. Um, I know the film's really, really great, and, and mm. it's still an incredible transformation sequence that I haven't seen matched. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it does it does look slightly stop motiony now as it's bound to, but. Um, it's still incredibly done. Uh, you know, and when 16 years later they go to make American Werewolf in Paris, you think, well, I doubt the film will be... This is before the film. I'm thinking, well, I doubt the film will be anywhere near as good, but we might have a shot at getting something that gets anywhere near the first film as a transformation sequence. And, of course, they went pure CG, and it was horrific. Mm. Pure CG with not a massive budget in relatively early days of CG anyway. Yeah, it's, um, it's a shame that the Wolfman, the remake, um, Rick uh, Baker did. Yeah, Rick Baker That's... did a load of stuff for that, but they just kind of covered it all up with CG. Well, there's a sequence where he starts to change in uh in when he's sort of tied to a chair. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking okay. Yeah, it doesn't look bad, but but kind of the kind of. Yeah, they just kind of went past and, and just instead of using his stuff, 
It's a bit yeah. like um the thing, the the, the prequel or whatever. Yeah. To the uh, thing. I know where, about the 2011 one. Yeah, where again there was they made did a load of practical stuff on set and they just CGI'd over it. Right. That film was fine when I watched it. I never thought about it once since I walked out the cinema, though. Mm, I've never seen it. I'm not interested. No, I understand that, but it, it's better than you might think, but worse than you might think at the same time. In that, yeah, you go, well, this is actually okay, but it, it's got no reason for being. And I've never thought about it, you know, since I left the cinema, really. Mm. And that's what six, seven years ago now. This is this is quite a bait and switch. I I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite I'm quite happy to accept change in life, but I don't think I'd want my bride being switched during the ceremony. No, that's a bit strange. I d- it's not the His moment. Crown is equally horrendous. It, it's not the moment to be surprised, <laughs> is it? The moment you lift up the veil. Yeah, his crown is pretty bad too. It's just, mm. it's only helped by being slightly smaller. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's he doing there? I wish she'd done a thumbs up. Yeah. I would have been funny. Yeah. People don't kiss like that at real weddings. No. I just think, you know, he's about 12 hours away. Probably. No, maybe a bit longer. Maybe 15, 20 hours away from having his dick washed by three other women. And she knows nothing of this. She's like cozying up to... Oh, I was going to say, she's like cozying up to, to her and she's like not even acknowledging it. She's like, yeah, yeah. Nah. Who's running? Who's running McDowell's? <laughs> Do you think that guy on Lettuce has had another promotion to cover this? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. James L. Jones. Long may he continue because he's getting old now. He's getting on. Long may he carry on. Hopefully, we don't kill him off. <clears throat> to be fair, he's one of those that, like, if anything happens to him nearby, we can't blame ourselves. He's quite old. Yeah, it is that it's like how long has Stan Lee got? How many months? Stan, Stan Lee, Lee is ninety-five now, and he was in hospital last week. Oh. Something to do with a heart arrhythmia or oh. something like that. His wife only died a few months ago, which is, oh. dude, you know, they can't they can't go on forever. Any of them? No, I know. Garcelle Perverse. I didn't say Garcelle Perverse. She was in NYPD Blue, one of those girls, but later, huh. years later, might have been in ER as well. I still don't know the name. He does look fucked. I'm at Elmo Jackson. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, man, man stop right there. Just, uh, he's cutting some it? hair very, uh, thoroughly. <laughs> it looks like he said Plint Smith there. Mm, it does. Plint Smith. Not Cunt Smith. No. <laughs>
<laughs> there we go. That oh. isn't a trading places, but it's a sort of it is a B level classic. It's a real, really good film. Yeah, it's like um, it, it's it's one of those like sort of firm favourites you used to watch when you were growing up. It, it, it's always it, been it would, there. It's in top. It's in Eddie Murphy's top half a dozen, I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah. Kinky girl. And uh, so there we are. So that's uh, coming to America. So, uh... well, we'll continue to talk to you through the credits, listeners. We don't want you to feel lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all know we all stay for the credits. You know, you just disappear. We just disappear, and you're like, "What do I do now?" They <laughs> only switch this on because they're doing a commentary, and they're not still around. What's going on? Where did they go? <laughs> Apparently today in England there was a earthquake. Who felt it? I certainly didn't. I didn't. I didn't, but my wife felt the uh, the, the glass. <laughs> my um... wife felt the my wife felt the <laughs> Shut up. Felt the Shut up. Move. I wonder what you were gonna um, say then, Charlie. The uh, the the glass doors of the vivarium of our snake. Oh right. Shake. Oh they did any of your animals. Yeah, I didn't feel it. it I didn't feel it at all. I did I did read that all of Wales felt it. Which I think is a bit of a sweeping statement, really. <laughs> no, I, I did think of you, Charlie. I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, apparently, it was South Wales, was like the epicenter, um, with a lot of people in Bristol and Gloucester. Mm, yeah. Obviously, not as far as Swindon. Luckily. Well, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. We were all worried about Swindon. I'll send a message to my friend, actually. Do you feel it? I thought, isn't that where Becca is? No, she's in Salisbury. No, I'm South Yorkshire. Okay, well, it's the same county. Probably still got roundabouts as well. Fucking hell, has it got roundabouts? When I went to, <laughs> I, I went to see on a Majesty's Secret Service just before Christmas, met Becca at that, and drove home round about five million roundabouts. <laughs> I've never known anything like it in my fucking life. Go to Swindon and do the magic roundabout. I've been to Swindon. I'm a kind of a big deal, you know. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I might. I'm not going to say any more about my visits to Swindon till my memoirs, though, because that's just given. That's just given away pure box office. So, what's going to be our next commentary? Do we know? Depends what anyone pays for. But actually, our next commentary is our next episode. But that's going back to the Tarantino series, then. Yes, we'll be. Going back into Tarantino. We've decided to ease back like in. That, we've had a break, so we're going to ease back in with a commentary and do from dusk till dawn. There we are. Uh, yeah, but we don't. You know, it's not as you expect us to talk turns because this is outside of our normal continuity anyway. These episodes. But this was a charity. This was a charity podcast in aid of Mind. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes or not the show notes because Chris does the show notes. But when we put them out on um, social media, I will make reference of Mind and perhaps put a link. Yeah. As before, we don't really ask for money for the show. We don't need it. We, you know, we don't. We, there's no pressure on our servers. Although I think Chris's site might be down at the moment. It certainly was earlier. Yeah, it was. It's uh, okay, but um, we don't really need your money. We just make do as we go. We pay for the odd thing, but it's not a lot. It's a hobby. It's not a massively expensive hobby. But at the same time, we've been asked to do a couple. Of, we we know that there are shows out there that do ask for money, and rightly so if they feel they need it or can make some money out of it fair play to them all we would say is if you've ever enjoyed what we do every now and again there's a there's a there's a there's a charity podcast why not why there's not a Munden film commission 
The what film commission? The, the Zamundan Film Commission. <laughs> that was nice of, them, nice of them to get involved. Yeah. That's how a lot of their films get, get financed, you know. Well, I suppose if their prince was involved. Hang <laughs> 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 uh, on, but the persons and events are fictitious. What? Uh, what if we just wasted our fucking time on that for then? <laughs> right, next time it's going to be from dusk till dawn. Oh, I need some gritty social realism. Involving <laughs> vampires. That's all we're going to say on it, folks. If you've ever enjoyed what we do, maybe consider uh, uh, contributing to Mind. I'll put a link out with the show. Uh, no pressure. If you don't want to contribute, money's tight for people, and there are always other things we can spend our money on. So don't feel you have to, but it's just something to think about. Um, and thank you to the originator of this, Mark Rolf, it was, who put the original um, request in for the film and also... Um, this time he did choose the charity I, I think he did choose the charity, I can't remember now mm. I think we chose the topic and he chose the charity effectively, but it was a complete coincidence that there have been um, people in his life um, who've severely suffered with mental health issues and all, some of that has come to a head fairly recently so it was nice timing for him and good timing for us and thank you and uh, do you want to do social media folks or yeah, quite happy to quickly do social media. You can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Simon Shots on Twitter. Uh, where you can find the link for the uh, for the for the podcast uh, at uh, SimonTrotsco.uk. Charlie, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Movie Drone. You've also started doing film score of the day, have you not? Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy that you wanted to plug that. Um, film score of the day, yeah. Let's say if you go to Twitter and follow Film Score Day, um, that's the thing I do where I just yeah pick a film score of the day, and I've noticed it's one minute to eleven, and I haven't done one yet today. So, whoops. Yeah. You can have that. Obviously, my planning is is amazing. And if you want to follow us, you can on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. And I think that's it. So. Uh, so yeah, that that's it. And the next podcast will be, as Dave said, uh, from dusk till dawn, uh, and then we'll go back into Kill Bill with Tarantino. And then I've, got, so I've much, got, folks. I've got what we do after that, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll probably. Yeah. I I don't know what we'll be doing, but I bet it'll be marvelous. <laughs> oh, Dave, you're such a comic. I know. I'm going to go and knock one out on the on the strength of that. <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. Thanks.